Chalumans. Hello, Mr. Chalumanach. Hello, Mr. Chalumanach. Hello, Commander Chalumanach. Hello, Chalumanach. Hey, you Chalumanachs. What's up, Chalumanachs? Your boxes are going. Your boxes. Honey roasted Chalumanachs. You boxes honey roasted Chalumanachs. We're just turning into we're just turning into Statler and Waldorf slowly but surely. That's that's the direction the show will eventually go. Welcome to Minnesota sixty five. You paid, so we stayed. Oh, what a what a slogan! Oh, that's a good one. That's like you Ghostbusters paid, so we quality. Stayed. Yeah, that's 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 real great. I'm gonna have to work that into every opening at this point. Uh, I don't know what you guys b- bought, but you know we ended on aliens in yeah. that weird top corners part two, weird corners in part two with yeah. aliens. So if you want, I can start with aliens. I love I mean, aliens. I, I feel like my story is so important. We must save it for the end. Okay, you got right. it. Right. you want to do it. This one's not, you know, this is this is uh, pretty crazy. In a bizarre story out of Kentucky, cops arrested a man for firing a gun from his hotel window and when questioned by police, claimed that aliens were to blame for the shooting. The strange incident reportedly occurred in the community of Richmond early Saturday morning when authorities received a call about gunfire at a local hotel. Upon their arrival, police confirmed the report as they witnessed someone shooting out of one of the windows of the establishment. After ensuring that the other patrons at the hotel were evacuated to a safe location, cops swooped in and arrested Samuel Riddle, who offered an out-of-this-world explanation for what caused the frightening event. According to the Richmond Police Department, when asked why he opened fire from his hotel window, Riddle informed detectives that, quote, he observed aliens in the parking lot and was shooting at them. He's like, oh. they look like zombies, but they were kind of wearing like these neon orange and neon green jumpsuits. But somehow I knew that they were aliens from Area 51 and they had to be turned into piles of bones immediately. I am just saving the United States of America. Alas, it would appear that there were no ETs in the area when police arrived, or at least so the government wants you to believe, suggesting that the man had either imagined their presence or his aggressive actions caused them to return to their home planet. And he see, saved I'm, us. I'm, he saved us all. He saved us all. Be that as it may, Riddle is now facing uh, facing a staggering 11 different charges from the ill-advised shooting. Fortunately, nobody got hurt. Nobody got killed. And, uh, you know, either his insanity or true aliens are to blame. But I'd like to think that there were actually aliens in the parking lot. They started getting blasted at. They teleported out of there. And now this poor man, innocent of nothing but just defending our country, is going to sit behind bars. You think it's like the equivalent of like stepping on a red anthill? Right? You think so? It's going to cause so much more pain down like you the line? Just, well, just, I just mean like, he stoked the fire? Like for the aliens, right? Like they're like, ah, get out of here. But oh, like for him, yeah, he's this, like, yeah, I'm in jail forever. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. No, he's fucked completely while they just had like an itchy sting on their on their exosuits. Uh, I mean, appropriately, Kentucky response. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to say, you know, I'm proud that Kentucky laid open the fire. Maybe they were reptilians. Can I just put um, out a PSA for all the real wackos out there who will listen to this show please guys don't shoot at the fucking aliens doesn't matter who doesn't matter what if they're if they came from space they're better than us so don't shoot at the aliens. Right, you're not gonna do anything you're gonna to get tur- you ever seen uh war of the worlds where they turn you into your own clothes and a bunch of dust huh okay that's gonna be <laughs> you no tom cruise to help you're just you gonna here, be man. a bunch yeah. of dust in your immaculate clothes okay <laughs> so dress well if you're gonna do it 
Yeah, that's 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 my point. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Alex, yeah, take it away. I sir. teased this a little bit in the last episode. This was almost going to go on the list until I realized maybe it might not be that true. Uh, but this is the uh, bizarre and lonely death of Olivia Mabel uh, from America's Most Haunted.com. This is about something that happened in Salina, Texas. Um, and Salina, huh? How far is that from where I live? Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm going to find out. Selena, you keep going. Selena with a C. Uh, okay. But here's so she was uh, Olivia Mabel was the mother to Aiden and the wife to Travis Mabel. And they lived uh, at Footlight Ranch, an hour north of Dallas. So that's probably where it is. Uh, in 1990, seven-year-old Aiden was found dead in a pond on the property uh, in September of 1991. And uh, two and a half years later, on February 27, 1994, uh, police responded to silent 911 calls coming from her house. Uh, and that's always uh, creepy that, you know, that's like the kind of thing where you get a couple of those. You got to you got to go over there. Right. So when they arrive on the scene, they hear no response. They break down the bowed door. And what they find inside is a house that feels almost abandoned. It's dusty, neglected. The air feels dead. Searching the house, they enter the kids like bizarrely tidy room. They find Olivia in there dead in a nightgown and slippers uh, in a rocking chair in front of like a Hey Arnold style altar to her son. And she's clutching a figure of him, like a, like a little handmade doll of him that she made. And it seemed like she had been dead for months, according to the people that saw her. Uh, upon the altar was a trunk that had the kid's bedsheet over it and a photo of the kid, hand drawn images of the kid, a bunch of ri- messages written to the kid. Uh, from her personal possessions of the kid, including his baseball glove, uh, teddy bear, pair of shoes, his ashes, candles, flowers. And uh, the front of the altar had some ceremonial writing and some kind of Sanskrit looking language. There's 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 pictures I can send you guys if you guys want to look at them. Here's, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll drop them into the di- into the Zoom chat here. Yeah. You can look at these pictures with us. Uh, Whoa. And. Uh, translated oh, that is it, creepy as hell translated it says to construct or to build uh she said uh the cop said i spent a lot of time in el paso and had an uncle that was into some really dark occult stuff i recognized it immediately when i walked in that room and saw the symbols and the photos on the altar i felt a strong angry presence looming over me it was only honestly the last thing i expected to see in this town uh and uh based on the altar the sanskrit the doll the isolation the obsession the strong angry presence they think that she might have accidentally or on purpose channeled her grief into a topa or thought form, which is a being created out of sheer spiritual, mental will and discipline. Uh, just like concentrating super hard until you make something. And uh, there is a note that they found that is from the day of the 911 calls. Uh, even though it said she was dead for months, that says, uh, my Aiden, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I should never have let it get like this. I'm leaving. I will not let you keep me, you vile, evil creature. Mommy's coming for you, Aiden, my sweet Aiden. Mommy loves you. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's creepy. And uh, so yada, yada, yada. This is a story that has some quotes and some stuff about it. But there's also this project that's like 
a movie based on this exact premise that had to raise a bunch of money. And like this story came out at the same time as the movie. And it's pretty hard to find any sort of record of any of the people mentioned in the story. So I didn't include it in the main episode, but it was a neat enough story and creepy enough that I thought I might as well share it with you guys. Cause it's a weird story about a mom who was so sad that she might've brought like a fucked up weird demon totem version of her son back to life. Pretty weird. Hmm. Yeah, we've definitely talked about tulpas briefly before in little things, but never in great detail. And like, they're such a fascinating topic. This was the thing. Own. This was the kind of st- story that I was talking about earlier when we were talking about the Zimbabweans, where like, yep. where like, this story could be real, but there's too many details that are like perfectly placed nuggets of exposition that I start to start to doubt it. You yeah. know what I mean? Doesn't right. have the same amount of like random truthiness that a real story has. Hmm. All right, Jesse. That's interesting. Like, it's, I don't know exactly, you know, I always love the idea, like, the guy finds, well, you know, my cousin was into the occult, and so I recognize all of this as being right. satanic. You're like, okay. Okay, but, but that happened yeah. for once. That, that happened one time. Uh, I mean, it, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. In the, uh, in the uh, episode we did with Airdorf. Uh, there was yeah. a there was a story about this cop who like she was like, yo, I recognize that in 42 days, this head's going to be back on this headless body because it's like a ritual. And there was like chicken feathers right. and shit around. And literally they found the head that they, they they didn't believe her. So they like didn't stake it out, but they did find the head the next day. It's creepy. Gentlemen. Fans, Chaluminuts, this is an important story. You need to be aware. You need to be aware. Imagine if you will, you wake up one morning, go out Mm. to get your newspaper. I imagine people don't do that anymore, but imagine you did. Imagine it's 1994. Yeah, imagine it's 1994. (laughs) You go out, you open the door, and your driveway is covered in something. Something gross and slimy looking covering oh. the entire driveway, little tiny shapes in that slime. It's like tan and you don't quite know what it is until you closely look at it. Is this about me? <laughs> baked beans. No. <gasps> what? Gallons of baked beans. That's right. What? I'd be like, in the, what am in I the smoking? U- in the UK, <laughs> police have issued a warning to shops. Concerning baked beans. What? People have been looking, uh, have been asked to look out for the buying of large quantities of tin goods, such as baked beans, because baked beans. there's a trend, my friends. Oh, no. Like on prepping? TikTok called beaning. What is, you, what is the trend? Youths like in the UK the with beans? are buying beans in great quantities and like dumping them on driveways and cars and front yards and porches and filming it all. It is similar to when, you know, you would throw eggs up now it's baked beans and they take these beans and they dump them everywhere to the point where police have been telling shopkeepers to not sell baked beans to kids meaning involves <laughs> oh children God. smearing baked beans 
all over the place and filming it. And they've been using the hashtag Bean Bandits online. <laughs> and uh, the, people are afraid because this could potentially be harmful to dogs. Dude, this and, movement needs a messenger, man. Right. Listen, if you're one of the Bean Bandits and you're a Patreon, first of all, thank you for your money. I appreciate it. Second of all, send us an email, chaluminatipod at gmail.com. Why do you do it? What's your motivation? What has brought you to become a modern day bean bandit? Yeah. Videos are being posted on social media under the hashtag bean bandits. Uh, Here's the thing. Some are saying it's with an S. Some are saying with a Z. Who knows? I like Z because it's more edgy. Oh, my. What year is it? 2001? Yeah, man, they're bringing back all of our cool kids. West Yorkshire police now urging local shop owners to be aware that people are buying large quantities of beans. My favorite part is that it's come to the attention of the police. This is a new trend called beaning. That's my favorite part (laughs) of this entire story. Beaning. Nothing more than beaning. Parents (laughs) are warned to keep their cans away from their kids at home. My God, relax, government. <laughs> it's fucking beans. Please be mindful if you see them removing cans of beans from the family home. How bad is this? How they bad should is be this? excited. This could, this could stimulate their economy some more. You know, How you're selling more getting? beans. How bad uh, are we I mean, talking? I think we need to be on. I'm going to I'm going to the Internet right now. Are dogs dying? Hashtag <laughs> bean bandits. You do bean bandit. I'm going to Google bean bandit deaths just in case. Bean bandit no bean bandit deaths. That's no. Just uh, bean bandits. So here you go. This is this is know your meme. Know your. I mean, it must be happening. Know your meme is yeah. Bean bandits on entry. People are dumping beans. We beaned someone's front door. Oh wow, they're using all sorts of beans. Goya beans. Oh, they gave you the Goya. No, don't use Goya beans, dude. That's that's like. It's not punk rock. <laughs> Dude, I'm reading the Guardian article about it and they have it like this setup, like this like breakdown. Let me just read this briefly. Name beaning. Age about a month old. Appearance just like loads and loads of beans. Well, that sounds delicious. It's anything but. Beaning is an act of cruel intimidation and the perpetrators are merchants of pure evil. Oh my God. Holy (laughs) shit. All I'm getting is this gif of Kevin dropping his chili in the office over and over again. And it's making me laugh. Yeah, (laughs) That's a good scene. I love that scene. I guess it's a TikTok trend and I don't have TikTok. So yeah, I get my TikTok. I get my TikTok sent to me. So (laughs) through Reddit posts about TikTok. Yeah. Come on, yeah. man. We're all like pretty close to middle age. You got to get on the TikTok. We got to keep up with the kids. I'd rather do stuff that I did when I was in my 20s. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's Hold get on. out of I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Bean. Bandits. Ba- oh, my God. It's the number one search. Whoa. Here's. Oh, boy. If it, oh, listen, if it really is. No. If it really isn't in the public's best interest. I say the bean, the Boston baked bean boy takes on this problem head on like the Boston tea party again. Agreed. Here's the uh, problem. Bean bandits. Not that big a thing. I see all, like it's uh, getting blown out of proportion. Never mind. I'm wrong. No, <laughs> it's the problem. This is. Oh, my God. There's it's so a many problem. Actually, never mind. There uh, at a certain point. Nope, never mind. We're back to it. But there is a dog named bean bandit and it is very popular <laughs> on here. <laughs> It's a little tiny dog. This is the this is the problem with the internet. I also just found out there's a restaurant in Colorado called the Bean Bandit Mexican Restaurant. So 
you know, go take a picture in front of it if you live there and put it on the subreddit. <laughs> There's the beamed bandits on Instagram, but it just seems like, I don't know. It's like, oh, a race. It's a racing team established in 1949. Well, there All you right. go. The beamed they're bandits. Probably the original, they're probably really yeah. pissed about Needless this. Needless to say, kids. Yeah. Don't take don't take beans lightly. Don't waste beans. One day you could be one day you could be without your beans. Then what will you put on your toast? Don't waste Jam? a good Just bean. What are you doing? WWBBD. What would the bean boy do? Yeah, what would the bean boy always do? Always smoke a nug first, then make an important yeah, then decision. Make your I promise choice. you'll be way too tired or too lazy to get off the couch and go beaning someone's house. After WBBBBB. So. What would the Boston Bake Bean Boy be? You know what I mean? <laughs> Think about that. Keep that I, in your heart. It's, I'm I'm, I'm st- sticking it in my heart right now, and on that we're gonna leave. What would we'll the be Boston back. baked bean boy be? The Boston baked bean boy. B-L- oh. B-B-B. Be like B-L- the Boston baked bean boy. What would the Boston baked bean boy be? My guess is a very stoned baked bean. Yeah, he's 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 rolling. He's he doesn't need that much. He's just a bean. B-B-B. Become the Boston Baked Bean Boy. Be, 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 be. be the be, Boston Baked be, 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 Bean be. Boy you want to be. be. Yeah. Can we make a t-shirt that just says be, 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 be across the side? Be the Baked Bean Boy you wish to be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's get the hell out of here. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. Thank you so much for your support Bye. on Patreon. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. Hello, my little Chiluminauts. What's up? How's it going? Hello. Look at that little whisper. It's like two a second. A second guy is here. Another oh. Mathis. <laughs> another another Mathis is showing up. Welcome to Chill Mini sixty six. Three more episodes until Minisode sixty nine. Oh, I'm not. I've not uh, forgotten. Which is I'm I me either. I'm very thrilled for it. My story's um, ready. I'm, I've been sitting on it forever. Okay. Well, let me. I'm going to start like I like to do. All right, boys. Out in India, uh, the past week or so, a very creepy video of some ghosts got very, very, very famous uh, over there. I'm going to send you a link. This is a more modern link of a news uh, covering covering this. I'm going to link it in Zoom. This is the video, and you can watch the ghosts. It should start right when the ghosts are supposedly appear. Whoa, what the? They're like holding hands and quietly walking into the dark, dark the distance. You think those are ghosts? Well, that's what just, the, the report was, like that these uh, were ghosts. It, but uh, mm. it was such an uproar that uh, the mm. undeniably unsettling video spread like wildfire on social media in India to the point that it apparently caught the attention of the authorities. And they actually had to set about trying to bust these ghosts. What Specifically, though, what ended up happening after a bit of investigation is that the cops arrested a trio of men who were found to have been behind the curious clip. And upon questioning, they admitted to digital fabrication the foot of the footage with the express purpose of scaring people in Jalgon and its neighboring communities. Yeah. A what? police official shed additional light on the case when he revealed that they believe that one of the suspects is into performing black magic activities and he may have done this to create superstitious beliefs among the residents. What? In response to that, yeah, in response to that concern, authorities took the remarkable step of dispatching a police van to the towns where widespread fear over the ghost had begun to erupt and announcing via a loudspeaker that the footage was fake and that the men behind the video had been arrested. Uh, these individuals. Yeah. So these people literally created these videos, according to the cops, um, to convince nearby towns so they could like 
either perform their black magics or maybe have people come and pay them to do like rituals or black magics. That would probably be a more logical reason for them to do it. But it got such, such an uproar that they had to actually go arrest these people who created this video. Uh, it's it's a crazy little story out there that uh, that surprisingly spread pretty far and wide to the point where they were shouting it through just like a van rolling through a small village. That shit is fake, bro. It's fake. <laughs> the men have been arrested. It's just an interesting little story. But the video, if you do, I, I think the video is kind of creepy, man. Like if you didn't, if you I don't didn't like know it at all. I don't at. like it's the creepy, visual. but it's not. Yeah. I don't think it's a go. I think it's just weird. I looking. wouldn't love running into that. If you, right. if you oh, yeah. right. the, oh, that would have been wild. To creepy but that's it that's my little right not everything is as it appears even though you might want to believe it's ghosts sometimes just a bunch of dudes causing problems unless and getting the arrested cops for just it. are trying to cover it up to stop people from freaking out listen i did think i was like dude man they're blaming them for black magic are they hmm, maybe i don't you know, know. What I'm saying you can't you know you can't discount it you got to keep it you got to keep it alive keep your real your third eye open you know what i'm saying get ready to I, accept some believable lies you know what i'm saying I also would like to, if you don't mind, I've got one little quick yeah. story. Do you remember two weeks ago where we had a face on Mars? Oh, no, wow. the, the yeah, that was, not that like was the wackest face I've ever seen on Mars. And all well, the faces have been fake so far, but that one was I the I want wackest. you to know an anomaly hunter has spotted another What the alien fuck is face, an anomaly hunter? This time on the side of a Martian mountain all right let's uh, see like it. Super net, like Mar- let's Martian see it. mount rushmore you know, you know <laughs> yes, what we're talking Martian, about? yeah that's what it is let's see uh, this, this is coast to coast thing. am everybody's favorite for these kinds of articles everybody so go ahead and click on that okay uh, you can see that it's uh the shut face on the mountain up. <laughs> shut up what the <laughs> fuck is do that not, do you not see the face in the mountain boys it looks Come on, like, it's like a Ak-Nan. screaming face <laughs> it definitely looks like like if you're gonna draw the the side profile of I'm like, a screaming man, yeah, like an, an ancient Mayan dude, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but it is 100 yeah, right. just BS. An anomaly hunter. To answer what an anomaly hunter is, the uh, the odd discovery was made by uh, <laughs> indefatigable UFO researcher Scott Waring as he was studying a photograph of the red planet that was taken by the Mars Curiosity rover. Standing out amid the rocky landscape was a puzzling shape that drew his further inspection and led to the anomaly hunter concluding that it was not a natural formation. Specifically, he contends, the oddity appears to be the side profile of an almost human-like alien species that was presumably carved into the mountain, likely as a tribute to a prominent Martian leader from the distant past. So, Alex, you are a thousand percent correct. It is a Martian uh, Mount fucking Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. It Perfect. is Mount, uh, an alien. That Mount is, Rushmore. All right. Time out. We've discovered it. No, come on. This is this is fine. This was taken from the rover. Yes. Yes. So this this hill that we're looking at. Yeah. Would be some mountain six me? feet tall, maybe seven feet. No, that might be a far away mountain. You it tell. You don't know. You never know. You don't know. You never know. This is a nebulous place. We'll never know. Yeah, you never know, man. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. This Thank is you. like right in front of the damn camera. Get out of town. <laughs> what if <laughs> Martians are like Thumbelina sized? Oh, the dudes oh. that hang out in heads. Yeah, the guys like, who like the galaxies on the Orion's belt. They love Perugius. Yeah. All right, it yeah. checks out. Never mind. I was wrong. Maybe they live in the little galaxy that's inside the marble. Yeah. Um. Also, I just right. want to shout yeah. out uh, on the Coast to Coast page that there is a fucking article that's like 
an at like one of the related articles that says that New Zealand cops bust two guys smuggling a huge haul of KFC past lockdown. Yeah, they KFC, found him with, yeah. they found him with yeah, four buckets great. of chicken, a bunch of coleslaw, and they had 70k in cash. I don't know what the fuck those guys are doing. The, the they are GTA role doing playing it right in real is life. What they're doing. The, the, the best part is the cops laid it all out like a drug bust on their car yeah, and took I can a picture see, I can of see all the, the shit, KFC. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. I uh, uh, owe to be in New Zealand right now. Owe to be in New Zealand. Who wants to take the next there? Somebody else. All right. I'm done. That's right. my great, here's, great here's, here's what I got. <laughs> Check this out. I want to talk to you about I'm a excited. place in El Paso, Texas which is the Ooh, other far, half of Texas, the me. other side of Texas from Mathis's Texas. Uh, That's unfortunate. Is, yeah. I mean, so you can never go to Monteleone's haunted motel <sighs> and restaurant. Unfortunately, no, that's 11 hours away. Yeah. I'm good. It's set to open in October. Uh, it's a place where not Wait, only whoa, are you whoa, going whoa, to whoa, eat. Whoa, whoa, time out. Yeah. This is my story too. <laughs> Monteleone's haunted <laughs> motel. Yes. The, the haunted, the, literally the headline is, Ghosts and Steak, new Central yeah. El Paso restaurant combines theater, dining, and the paranormal. Sure. Yeah, unreal. Monteleone's Haunted Motel. I love that we both were like, this is for Mathis, for this sure. This is dumb as fuck. Yeah, all right, here we go. <laughs> uh, so when you're a Mathis, when you call, call yourself a Mathis from the show, you're just calling yourself an insane yeah, person. Yeah, we're, no, we're just, hoping you'll go there, apparently. You I just guess. have hope still in you, that childlike, <laughs> childlike hope. Steak yes. and a glimmer ghost. Of Man, that's a good night. <laughs> that's a great night. So check this out. He owns Monteleone's Ristorante, which is a, his name is Gary Monteleone. He owns a restaurant in El Paso, Texas. That's like an Italian restaurant. And he bought a lot across the street that he wanted to turn into parking for his nice Italian restaurant. But he went into the place uh, and he said that he, de- he decided that it was too precious so he moved into it with his wife. So he bought it across the street from his restaurant, moved in with his wife. Then suddenly, boom, haunting. He starts to move in. He says things are moving in the house. The dogs are barking. Uh, he started hearing footsteps in the attic. Uh, they contacted a medium who was like, get the fuck out because this guy is pissed at you. Which, <laughs> how are we letting ghosts like have real estate? Like, let's just right, get- right. Oh, oh, we can't move in there. That's he's a 200 years dead, but he really loves that house. I don't get that. If we believe in ghosts, there's got like, let's get Stephen Strange in there to clean that up. You know what I mean? Like, let's <laughs> him and his nebulous magic powers that don't make sense. Uh, and uh, so that this, this, <laughs> what, the this hell? what is this, Jesse? Hey, that what photo the I sent to you guys is the front of the house. This <laughs> oh is what the house God. looks like. <laughs> Dude, it's nuts. There's there's a Facebook page. It is it is well. Look at the little gargoyle. It's got a clown yeah. mask on. He's got and then the there's Joker. the fucking. He's got like. Does he? Is that green hair? Isn't he painted as the Joker? He's literally like a juggalo gargoyle. <laughs> and then there's like a fucked up mailbox with like a little boy. You know those people that put like little men in their yards. Those little like jockeys and <laughs> yeah. shit. It's like that, but he's like in a mailbox. I hate it. And then on the left and right, there's like tombstones with crosses on them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, the medium said that the ghost that haunts this place is an engineer that worked for Union Pacific Railroad who originally owned the house, lived there till he died, and he doesn't want anybody else living in his house. So they said, you know what? We're going to move back home because I guess they kept their old house and they decided to use it as part of the restaurant. And now they're going to use this new house, which, again, it's a house. 
They've themed it after a motel that is a haunted motel. And, <laughs> that, it, and it's it's got a dinner and a show element. And if you go to the Facebook page for this restaurant right now, there is an ad for Monteleone's Haunted Motel and Restaurant, The Bellhop Players. No theater or serving experience necessary, which is hilarious. But welcome. Um, but welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's happening. I guess it already happened, uh, but maybe what they're doing the f- it Wait, more. This is a, this isn't even a motel. No, it's, no, it's, it's, a, house. it's a house themed after a motel. It's the house Why across would the street. Do- and this dude was going to rip it down and make a parking lot for his, his restaurant. And yeah. now is made a restaurant in the house. So, yeah, now, inter- so you show up, you get, you meet like a person at the lobby. They give you your room key, which is your table. Uh, and then you get seated and then uh, you watch the show. And the quote from Gary Monteleone says, having a background in Hollywood, we're going to do it in a real special way. And apparently your dinner gets served during the play as part of the play, which is scripted. Uh, and it has facts about the house. Uh, apparently there's an article from the El Paso Times that says the house was once owned by a lady who sold radioactive water which doesn't seem like the best product what? I've ever heard of. Uh, and then Gary Monteleone says, it's the kind of place where you come in and you take you away from El Paso and you work and everything else. And for those couple hours, just enjoy yourself and relax. Just have a great time. Uh, so go check it out. If you live in central El Paso, please report back and let yeah. us know what the fuck, but you got to make a resi because they got that limited seating. Uh, apparently this motel that used to be a house only has a few, <laughs> uh, places you can stay. Um, oh, but that's man. the El Paso. Uh, that's, that's Monteleone's motel and restaurant steakhouse dinner theater, uh, which is crazy to me. Um, uh, but Hey, make that money, Gary. You know, I want, I want, I want you to be happy. I want more stuff like this to exist in the world. So make that money. Um, yeah. And yeah. please, God, please. If there's a viewer out there, go. Cause I'm jealous. I can't, I would love like, to, I would love to go. I would love to go. It's maybe one day we'll get insane. to go if it's still open. What? Maybe what? we'll get to go one day if it stays open. Of course it will stay open. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's true. I imagine it will never not of be open. Of course. Uh, well, we have a few more minutes. Uh, did you guys hear about um, Jane Goodall? Did she die? No, 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 no. Do we all know who Jane Goodall is? Yes. Lady, yeah. yeah, the monkey researcher, chimpanzee, gorillas. Yeah, she's uh, very, 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 very good at what she does. And now she's like more about climate change, but like she's talking about trees for Jane. She's trying to get a trillion trees planted in the next 10 years, which is pretty crazy. Um, but uh, she actually, somebody asked her about Bigfoot. Yes. What did she say? And uh, she said that a couple of factors contributed to what she thinks about Bigfoot. Uh, She says that one incident that happened to her occurred in Ecuador. Uh, She said that her plane flew for two solid hours over unbroken forest, stopped at a village of 30 to 50 people who only are able to talk to the outside world through hunters who come to their village uh, and deliver messages and mail. And uh, she asked her interpreter to ask them if they ever saw uh, a monkey without a tail. And they said to her, oh, yes, we've seen monkeys without tails. They walk upright and they're about six foot tall. And so she was mind blown about that. And apparently she was asked about Bigfoot once in 2018, too. uh, And she said that she's met Bigfoot sighting people. And she says 
Uh, so I don't know if it's perhaps a myth that stems from maybe the last of the Neanderthals, but then is the last of the Neanderthals still living in these remote forests? So she's not, she's not, uh, against it. She says, I don't know, but I'm not going to say it doesn't exist. And I'm not going to say people who believe in it are stupid. Uh, and that's probably from the foremost, like monkey lady. If Jane Goodall can say Bigfoot might exist out there in the wilds, then I still have hope that there still might be an undiscovered monkey out there that we will call Bigfoot one day. I'm just saying the Bigfoot, like, I know we're eventually going to do a Bigfoot episode, but it's almost almost so big of a thing that it's like might be worth doing specific Bigfoots as specific episodes. We have to see, because there's a lot going on with Bigfoot. There's more than just a monkey that's in the woods. Like, there's like culture, people have spoken with Bigfoot, you remember that lady who was like in love with Bigfoot? They're about to I was move say, in together. There's a woman who's married and sucking Bigfoot's dick out in like a weed farm out there yeah, somewhere. I mean, that's a whole other. I mean, who knows how many Bigfoots there are? You know, Bigfoot might not be a guy. He might be uh, an entire species. So, you Very know, true. something to think about. How how come people in the middle of nowhere also have Bigfoot legends? Yeah, it's true. See, take that, Jesse. Jim Goodall. It's a, you can't you can't fight Jane Goodall and Les Stroud. I'm not going to fight at all, period. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you Bigfoot for giving Bigfoot is in. real. Squatches, beaten, squatches are real. As long as He's we can agree to call them squatches, I'm fine. I am. Oh, I'm 100% in a call them right. a squatch. Right, yeah, so I believe. Squatch, squatch, I believe. Yeah. Squatch, 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 all and squatch. All damn time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're going to squatch on out of this squatch, episode. Squatch, squatch, squatch. Yeah. Squatch you next time, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support. Patreon.com we'll slash squatch. See ya. Slash squatch. Stop it. Cut it out. Oh, and now we're home. <laughs> stick together. I don't think so. Strong too. together. Welcome to Minnesota <laughs> 67, boys. Two more after this. I can't we'll be wait. At 69. I cannot wait. I don't know what's going on in the world of Minnesota 69, but I should probably start looking for that. Min- Minnesota 69 sounds like some like TV movie or something from the seventies. <laughs> Minnesota 69 will be the weekend before I travel out to you. Ooh, very exciting stuff for that. the live show. Ooh. Uh, I don't know what you boys brought, but I just wanted to let you know, I came with a uh, eyewitness account that cannot be denied that aliens exist. So you better wow. have some good stuff. Okay. Well, I have a okay. quick little thing at the top that I just wanted to get through. I don't know if it's going to, be my I have an I have an I have a backup if I if I need it if this isn't long enough. But do you guys know what Magellan TV is? No. No. Never heard of it. It's kind of like Netflix or something like that, but it's like all documentaries. Yeah. Okay. It's, okay. It's like five dollars a month or something like that. This is not a brand deal. This is just like a real news story. <laughs> so they're doing this thing right now where they you have until October eleventh on Monday at 5 p.m. to apply online they want to pay one person $2,400 to binge 24 hours of paranormal content and document it Uh, and they can do it over 48 hours so they can like sleep if they need to Uh, just uh, probably for legal reasons they made it 48 hours (laughs) but the whole idea is you're going to sit there and you're going to watch 24 hours of uh, documentaries and I have a bunch of titles that they sh- that they shared. How much of- are they paying for this? Twenty four hundred dollars. I'll do it. 
Yeah. For a day's work, that is pretty good. Yeah. yeah you can sick. submit. You can submit. But it's like a day's work. It's like. Yeah. Full day. A day's work, like in the in the sense that it would be like four work days or something. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just wanted to read some of the names of these movies that you'll be watching because I think they're pretty good. First one right out the gate. It's pretty good. It's Sightseers. But instead of it being the word Sightseers, it's Sight Space Sears, like the Ides of March, you know, sightseers. Okay, okay. Uh, then there's my mum talks to aliens. Oh, uh, hell yes! Confessions of an alien abductee. Psychic okay. investigators. Uh, this is another great one. Weirder what with William Shatner? Weirder <laughs> I what? Weird. Weirder what? what? It's like off-brand factor fiction. Yeah, with, with with William Shatner. Right at the end, he's like, "You got it." What? Yeah. <laughs> we tricked you uh, again. What? That was just what? That was what? Uh, no, the, the fifth dimension is another one. Boogeymen, Monsters Among Us. Boogeyman. Celtic Monsters. The Other Side. Here's another insane one. Halloween, Feast of the Dying Sun. Ooh. Next one's pretty scandalous. War on Witches. Next Ooh. one, very, very, uh, you know, can't decide. Uh, it's called Vampire Skeletons. Just straight up, what? just called Vampire Skeletons. Uh, yeah, next what? one, very bold. It's called The Real Exorcist. It's pretty wild. Oh, all right. Uh, then there's Haunting Australia. There you go. Paranormal <laughs> Egypt. I bet you that Om Seti is going to be on that one. Uh, and then Do you Dead think Famous. Do talk about the American Egyptian colony? I I, th- I hope somebody does I finally. Don't. I hope I, no one I talks about that. Some light is finally shown on that. No, you know I'm what good. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I hope the word finally gets out. No. Uh, but yeah, I... I thought that might not be enough uh, for for you. So I also brought because uh, just just so you know, um, there is a giant uh, marathon of ghost adventures happening on oh, Travel excellent. Channel right now because it's Halloween. Matt's favorite show. Making money. Yeah. yeah. So <sighs> Alyssa Ray from eonline.com was able to sit down with Zach Bagans and we oh. have some interview questions with him. Uh, and I just wanted to read keep my name out of his uh, dirty yeah. mouth. I remember we read some of these to piss off Mathis. So here we go. She asked, what do you think it is about the paranormal that keeps fascinating audiences? And Zach Bagan said, the paranormal is a mystery and people are drawn to mysteries because it's a thrill. We all have intelligent minds and we all have a consciousness and we all sit and think about life. When we have others around us that pass away, we start thinking about those experiences that we all have that we never forget with spirits or things like that. And we don't want to think that, you know, this is it, that after we're gone, that's it. There's way more to it. There are so many mysteries that scientists can't explain with a lot of things. And the afterlife is one of those things. And I think with everybody having telephones these days, iPhones, everybody's got, you know, ghost hunting gear right in their pockets and purses at all times. They got a camera. They got an audio recorder. They got ghost apps. They got all this. So there's a bigger platform to share the experiences as well. How do you what do you think? I'm blown away. That there's ghost apps, dude. Yeah, they all suck. I've tried a couple. Yeah, they're kind of <laughs> yeah, wet. I hate that you're like uh, two stars. I've get, uh, they're not great. <laughs> I've used I've used every single one. I've tried. Okay, I've tried the big ones. All right, and ghost those pre-programmed with X number ghost, of words. Not ghost Apple. Ghost app. Ghost yeah, app. Ghost app. I think I still actually have that on my phone. Ooh, anymore. Ghost Radar Classic. Well, that's good. Uh, the uh, the yep, other got, thing. Oh, I got Ghost Tube app. Ghost Tube. What's that? Yeah, 
It's It's another one of those, like the texts, like EMF fields and you ask questions and they can use your phone to talk to you by saying words that are programmed in the app. Understood. Uh, She also asked him, what is it like bringing the cameras into these haunted situations? Does it make your job harder? And he said, we've been doing this for so long that to us, the camera is a tool. The cameras are a piece of equipment. I mean, they're documenting our investigation every step of the way. It does bring a lot of energy into the location. So a lot of the times our cameras will even tell us when we're in the presence of spirits, things that we capture, anomalies. We were just doing an investigation at a place in Salinas, California. And while we were doing an interview, my camera man saw a black shadow behind us move and disappear through a wall into the basement. And so right then and there, we replayed the footage and we, in fact, captured this unexplained dark shadow figure going into the side of the house and we could not explain it. So they're very, very useful and integral parts of our investigation. Uh, Just as a recap, what he said there was that he likes bringing the cameras into the the locations because it helps him film the ghosts. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. they do their job as they they do what they're supposed to be doing. Cameras work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cameras work. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just have screw this. you, Zach Baggins. There's a bunch more. There, the one that they did ask him that I thought was interesting was they asked him, "Have you ever scrapped an episode due to minimal connections, like not enough evidence?" And he said, "Zach gets possessed on the regular." Yeah, he said no because I think it's interesting and I think it shows that you know not every investigation is going to be the same. They're not carbon copies. Locations are different. There was an episode we did called "Demons in Seattle," and this couple claimed all this poltergeist activity, Bible setting on fire, and black writing all over the bedroom walls. They're making this out to be the most haunted house in America, but unfortunately, we just didn't document any activity while we were there. It was just a little suspicious, but I think it's really cool for the audience to see all the different types of investigations we do. And maybe instead of, you know, there being evidence and paranormal stuff there, maybe we're kind of grilling our interviewees a little bit more. <laughs> God damn it. I hate you, Zach. Uh, so that- Stop starting beef. We, we can't afford beef. That's how you get big on this industry. You have to start beef. Are you like harass the victims of the ghost hauntings? Yeah, just harass them. Uh, exactly. But anyway, yeah, they have a thing called Goldfield Hotel on Discovery Plus that I kind of want to watch. And it's like out today or yesterday. And I, I kind of want to watch it. So watch it. Yeah, maybe I, I'll watch I it might, too. I probably I might won't report but... back. I might report back with my findings. All right. I like it. Uh, I'll go next. Just uh, so aliens exist, everybody. I want you to understand that this I finally have somebody here of high repute who not only has seen a UFO, but has felt the UFO as well. Pop star Demi Lovato discusses UFO contact experiences and her and, and alien beings on board. So there's a premiere of a new docuseries called Unidentified, which is centered around searching for UFOs. And Demi Lovato has revealed more about their experiences, allegedly contacting the mysterious phenomenon and shared their thoughts on what the alien agenda might be. Demi Lovato actually thinks she understands the alien agenda simply by feeling their UFO presence. The Demi Lovato? The Demi Lovato. Not like Demi Lovato. No, no, it's like, this is the Demi Lovato. I think I remember something uh, about her being like in tune with this type of stuff one other time. I can't remember. Like she like filmed some stuff with her friends or something. I can't remember. Yeah. Well, in an interview with Entertainment Weekly, the pop star explained that the program was inspired by a mind-blowing experience that unfolded during a stargazing trip for her 28th birthday. According to Lovato, quote, we tried to do this protocol where you make contact and all of a sudden something showed up directly above us in the sky. The wondrous sight, they said, consisted of a series of lights that seemed to form the shape of a question mark before suddenly vanishing into the night sky. 
Asked if the experience was frightening, the pop star marveled that their response was quite the opposite, musing that, quote, the feeling that you get from these beings is so warm and loving and accepting that it's just overwhelming joy that happens when you're able to make contact. Lovato went on to clarify that they were not literally shaking hands with these beings, but that the connection occurs when they, quote, intentionally try to meditate and try to manifest sightings, end quote. Based on their success with this tactic, the pop star argued that, quote, these beings are extremely peaceful and loving. And when they show up, you can absolutely feel that concept, end quote. So don't worry, everybody. The aliens are loving beings channeling their energies through Demi Lovato. We're going to be all right. Let them land on Earth. What the hell? This is this is like the type of ufology stuff that I just cannot. This is like the line. <laughs> How dare you? How like, dare the, like, you draw weird, a line the in the weird, sand, like, psychic stuff I can't get behind because it's just like people doing like improv. You know what I mean? Like it, it just it feels <laughs> so weird. It feels so weird. Like everybody has like a style. Like it's just it it's it, it there's no way it can be real. It's so weird. Well, Demi went on to postulate later that these she believed, quote, these beings are looking out for our best interest. And as such, there's nothing to fear when it comes to them. So don't worry, guys. When they come, they'll be here in peace. That's it. Demi Lovato's on my side. Thank God. I had to go look up quotes from this show. Um, This is just this is just one of them. Demi describes the aliens as humanoid, about four feet tall and free beings. They also said the aliens live on a pink and purple planet and are there to protect them. um, What does that mean? A pink and purple planet. They live on a pink and purple planet. Like, like the aliens are called light doctors, but she can understand how others would assume they're guardian angels. Oh God. Is she talking to the Nordics? All I'm saying is I love the light doctor is what I I want to be that I'm making mega man. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm making saying. Mega Man. Yeah, I'm a light doctor. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, I hate uh, that. I didn't even get it until like a, like a little bit too late, and then I was by then it was too late, and I'm mad now. The joke doesn't even deserve that much thought, Alex, and yet it's there you are. You gave it there. You gave it that much thought. I'm mad now. <laughs> <laughs> so, gentlemen. Quite often we hear stories of missing people and it has really sad endings, but this past week we had a pretty interesting missing person story uh, in Turkey. Um, Bayan Mutlu, I assume that's how you say his name, 50. That's perfect. 10 out of 10. Yeah, was declared it. missing by his wife after going out with drinks uh, to get drinks with friends. And apparently he wandered off into the woods. And so the wife contacted the police and they spent hours searching for Mr. Mutlu without success. They said Mr. Magoo for a hot second. I they was were like, looking for Mr. everybody's Magoo. looking for Mr. Magoo. You can't even see anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. According to the newspaper, he wandered off from his friends in a forest while drunk, sparking concern. His friends, you know, couldn't find him. He was just gone. It was nighttime in a forest. Forest be like that at nighttime. Well, It ended well because the group of volunteers who were sent out into the area to search for him did find him. Hey, because as they were searching for him, one of the volunteers searching realized they were all looking for him. 
<laughs> wait, wait. So he was just on the search with him? He was so drunk. And so many people got together to look for someone. He was like, oh, my God, someone's missing in the woods. I should help out with this. <laughs> so we should go help out. Look. And he was looking for himself. And only when they said who they were looking for did he like, realize. Oh, shit. Oh, that's, that's me, dude. Me. <laughs> that's amazing. And here's God the thing. Damn. This has happened numerous times. There's another <laughs> great true. example of in 2012. A woman was visiting Iceland and she was on this uh, mountain resort doing her whole like Iceland adventure thing. She went missing and everyone stopped what they were doing and began the search for the lost tourist. It was a bizarre mix of like, you know, the same thing, the same, just like weird happenstance. And so because they were in this remote volcanic region, right? Everyone thought she had fallen in or died or like something terrible had happened to her, but she did not report back to her tour bus. And so everyone was freaking out. Well, turns out that this woman, all she did was change her clothes and the tour guide did not recognize her. She like put on a hoodie or something. Yeah, She just changed her clothes and straight up just went off. And so at 3 a.m. that night, they called off the search because the woman was looking for herself and didn't realize it. I wonder if there's like a moment where like around midnight, you realize they're looking for you, but you're too embarrassed you to say anything. And you're like, should I like hide? And then like, oh, you found me. Like, should I do? <laughs> My dad has some story Honestly, where one time he like pulled in between a cop and the like guy in a chase. And he like couldn't figure out why there was like so many cops behind him. And then he like <laughs> pulled over and they all just like blew past him. <laughs> That's I, so funny. One time when I was in Poland, this is years ago. Uh, I went, I've mentioned this part a million times. I went to this, this bar, this pub that was in a bridge, like in a dungeon of a bridge. It was incredible. Ooh. The bathroom straight up had Vikings, like hot naked Vikings riding dragons. I was like, this is the greatest Ooh. place ever. But I met people from various other countries had come there. And I don't remember where these guys were originally from, but dudes who were not Polish showed up just to like say hi and get a drink. And I guess they drove from whatever nearby country they were from. But at a certain point, one of the guys went missing and everyone was freaking out. We were like, oh, my God, he's not even from here. Like what? This dude is missing. And I had a flight the next morning. So we were up walking around Warsaw at like 3 a.m. looking for this dude. I have no idea where this guy's at. We're searching. We're looking everywhere. His friend is like, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Like, he could be dead for all we know. It's like, are you not concerned? And he's like, well, he does this. I'm like, what do you mean he does this? He's like, he, he, does he gets this. caught up in stuff. <laughs> and so eventually I had to go. I was like, I have a flight to catch. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know the city. And they're like, don't worry. He'll be fine. I'm like, okay. So I go to bed. Jesus. I wake up the next day with a tweet from these guys. He's like, yeah, we woke up and he was in the room. I'm like, how to get in the room? And like, we don't know. He doesn't have a key. I'm like, what? So all I know is there's just people in life who their thing is they just wander off and then find their way back. And, you know, part of me is jealous f- that I don't I never lived that life because there's got to be some real fun stories you come out with when just you're just a floater. You just you find your way into situations. You observe probably a whole lot of shit and then you just float on out. Float on out. That's how it goes. I guess. <laughs> Like that feather from Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Into everyone's life. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I guess it's apt. Yep. You guys think that the feather represents Forrest Gump? 
Sure. Yeah. <laughs> what? Okay. All right. Well, yeah. I thought it represented the life is like a box of chocolates. I mean, it lands on the box of chocolates. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I can't remember. I haven't seen that movie I, in a long dude, time. It's been so let's, long. Uh, I can't. You're, you're, let's get yeah, out of here. Yeah, We're just hey, talking about Forrest Gump. Listening because he's trying to he's trying to pick our brains for uh, info that's not there anymore. Uh, we'll we'll be back next week with a brand new mini, the one before Fabled sixty nine. <sighs> the one before 69, 68. Hell yeah! Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome back. Oh, chill mini. Oh, guess what, chill mini it is, boys. It's not 69. It's 68. Next week is 69. I still got, I still got that story sitting here waiting. It's been I here got, for oh, weeks. How fitting Minnesota 69 will be on the week we end Ed Gein. Perfect. Not fitting at all, actually. Terrible. It's very fitting. Truly terrible. Fitting. An unhealthy sexual appetite juxtaposed <laughs> with a very, very healthy one. Get ready. Exactly. <laughs> right. We bring the balance. We're bringing the balance. Yeah. And like real sex, it's shorter than you think in the mini soap. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know what the hell uh, you're I'm talking mad. about. I hope you guys brought some fun stuff because I brought something people have been talking about for like all week. I'm sure you guys are. I don't know if any of you brought this. The um, Pandora Papers. The what? The Pandora Papers. No, no, not the Pandora. That's another one. That's another that one. I'm no, still kind of is... waiting for it to sort of land before I uh, meet. Yeah. Report on it. Good call. I'm talking more true crime. A cold Whoa. case team fully believes they have identified the infamous Zodiac killer. Have you been oh, yes. reading in this stuff? Yeah. I'm, here's the thing, though. The thing that was funny to me about this is that the FBI was like. We got nothing new to report. Yeah. Yeah. This is a bunch of people outside the FBI a team of cold case. People have been working on the case for a while. And it's it's of I'm of the opinion that it's possible. They're right. But they it's still are. Not- they are just to be clear. They are like law enforcement officers and investigators they are just not working in an official capacity just to make Mm -hmm. it clear it's not just like a bunch of hobbyists that are saying this i mean they are doing it as a hobby but these are the people that might solve the zodiac murder you know what i mean yeah so according to a press release they dropped the organization known as the case breakers has recovered new physical and forensic evidence which they say indicates that the zodiac killer was a man by the name of gary francis post who passed away in 2018. One particular clue, which one member of the team called irrefutable, is that their suspect sported a unique scar on his forehead that just so happened to match what four eyewitnesses reported in their observations of the killer. Additionally, the group has also secured decades of pictures from Post's former darkroom that they believe strengthens their case, including an eerie 1980 selfie that appears to show the shadow of a person wearing the unsettling Zodiac hood that the killer donned during one of his murders. Um, like more tangential evidence is that weird Facebook post of this guy who was apparently friends with this, with Gary. And in that Facebook post is him in with four selfies of him. He's like, I miss this old man. Zodiac question mark. Miss ya. And like, it's this weird, like, yeah, maybe there's, uh, there's he, posts from him too that are creepy, yeah, right? Movie review posts that claim like Ted Bundy was overrated and he makes like hints that it's, he's the Zodiac in all of his movie reviews. It's Fucking creepy if it's true. Fascinating regardless if it's not. Yeah. Like, Wasn't there something weird. about like, it's like, if you know his full legal name, you can like get an alternate solution to the ciphers or something? Yeah. So apparently his name was the cipher key. If these are to be believed, if these case breakers were to be believed, then it gives you an entirely different message. 
but it like one that confirms it was him. Yeah, I was about to and, say, like, if we have the name, then it should be easy just to decipher the messages, right? My, they, they, my, they said they did, and they said the get the name does decipher it, and you get a different message from it, and his name was the key to the to the to the whole thing, and my, it's bizarre. My thing it's is that cryptography is complex to figure out. Mm-hmm. But it's not hard to explain. Like if you solved it and you've got the message, that's this message. There should be no nothing blocking you from just explaining that. I guess maybe they're trying to sell it. You know, I guess maybe they're maybe. trying to like get a book deal or something. I don't know. I wouldn't but be surprised seem, if they're trying to. It just seems to me like if you're going to say, yo, we fucking solved it irrefutably. We got the evidence like show the like, get, like you know, yeah. if, if this guy's name solves the cipher. Right. Shouldn't anybody now be able to do this? I imagine so. It's not like a mysterious type of cipher. Like somebody else solved one of his ciphers, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. This is, this is, I mean, this news is only a couple days old at this point. So I haven't beyond the claims. I haven't really seen if anybody's put the cipher to the test at all or anything. Yeah. Um, It's just a weird, like if it's true, I mean, I'm, I've been, I think wanting, I've been wanting to do a Zodiac episode and every time that I want to do it, another guy comes out. That's like yep. it was me like within like a month of me deciding maybe my next one's going to be the Zodiac. Uh, a, th- a thing comes out that's like a guy like actually my father was the Zodiac and he died mm-hmm. or something like that. And so far they just kind of like come out and then and they just kind of go away. And I'm 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 interested to see what happens with this one. Yeah, I mean, it's smart probably to wait this one out, see if anything gets confirmed or not. If it's another one that it goes disappears by the wayside, maybe the FBI will never confirm it. Maybe they don't want somebody independent. They were like, we've it got out. nothing. To, we got nothing new to report. The case yeah, is still just, open. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. It's very, very bizarre. I'm very curious to see where where, where this case is at, say, in like a month from now to see yeah. if like it disappears or not. But I think it's worth mentioning, at least in the mini so that maybe we actually have an ID on this guy for once and. He's as bland and middle-aged white man as you could probably expect from from the Zodiac Killer at this point. That might be so. the best movie about a serial killer. Oh, God, that scene disturbed me. And I've seen, like, some horrible shit online. Which that scene? scene was still oh, well by the done. lake? Yeah, uh, the, yeah, the stabbing by the lake scene was rough. There's, there's a couple scenes in that movie that are kind of just really intense. Very real. Yeah. Very realistic. Uh, man, I he's such a he's such a fascinating one. Like, that one, like... The other killers are like, yo, that guy was tight. Like, yo, <laughs> and they were, you know what I mean? Like they, they, they straight up shout out the Zodiac killer all the time. Like, uh, remember what's his name? Clay or whatever came on Howard Stern. Oh yeah. That's he was right. Like, yo, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. the Zodiac was super tight. So I was trying to like do something like super villain esque, like the Zodiac, but like, you know, whatever. <laughs> God. God, people are fucked up. Not it's us a, though, Jesse. We're never going to uh, cry. Not me. You know I'm what? Murder free. As long as this is a successful and well-loved podcast, I feel like I'm good. It's yeah, keeping you are. in check. But the minute this goes downhill, you're going to be like, <laughs> we have to do something for ratings. And that's it. It's going to be suddenly just <laughs> the two of you. And I'm like, Jesse's gone missing. We don't know where he is. <laughs> Jesse gone missing. We start a new podcast yeah. finding Jesse. The what, only thing that I'm going to murder anytime soon is a bowl of teriyaki beef. And that's mm. what's going to happen. I'm going to make a couple kolaches after this, dude. Oh, I'm my so God, excited. dude. All right. Mm. All right. Who's taking it next? That's my that's my true crime article. What do you got? <sighs> OK, so look. <laughs> I don't know why that okay. was the biggest side. I don't, yeah, I don't know what this is. Every time Alex starts with. <sighs> OK, yeah. you know, what, not, whatever. I don't even know. It's what's a about wild. To happen. It's just a wild story. So this was in Ridgecrest, California. Uh, this is like in the desert of California uh, at a place called the Inyo Kern 
airport. It's in Kern County. It's just a little bit north of where we are right now, the James Bond and Triple X of Los Angeles or whatever he said earlier. Uh, we are yeah, just right. a little north of LA. Uh, 1 a.m., uh, September 18th. This news story is from October 1st. Uh, the 160th Special Operations Aviation Regiment, a.k.a. SOAR, uh, were on base at the airport doing a training exercise. And uh, there was a staff sergeant who was smoking at a late night cigarette uh, like area, like near the hangar. Like he just like was out doing his little rounds or whatever. And he went off to smoke for a second and a quote, unknown person wearing full ninja garb approached him uh, and said, do you know who I am? And he said, I don't know who you are. And he said, do you know where my family is? And he was like, I don't know where your family is. And then the dude in the ninja outfit pulled out a katana and started to slash at him <laughs> and hit him in the phone and the leg with a katana. I uh, just, what is this man is living as Liam Neeson's best life, but like the ninja sequel. Yeah, I mean, I'm picturing like Remo Williams for some reason. I don't know why that's what I'm thinking. Like a, like a, like Super Mario Metal Gear solid. Uh, Do you know who I am? Just absolute confusion plastered yeah. on the man's face. Yeah, uh, the sergeant ran. He jumped a fence. He got into a building where he found some other dudes. He was like, there is a ninja outside chasing me with a katana. Uh, they locked the door, uh, called 911. The ninja got to the door and was punching and kicking the door. Uh, and uh, he like threw a rock at, and hit somebody in the head with it. Uh, and 20 minutes later, uh, the, you know, the 911 call came in said 26 people were hunkered in a hangar. Uh, One man with a katana. Yeah, hiding from a dude. Men walked in. Dude, I don't want to get sliced by a katana. <laughs> uh, but the police officer showed up. They found the ninja suspect on a road nearby. He, ref- he quote, refused to follow commands and brandished the sword at deputies. They fired projectile rounds, but they were ineffective. Don't know what that means. I, I have to imagine that he sliced them in half with his katana. He's performing his ninjutsu, dude. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, he ran again. Then they tasered him. Then he dropped the sword. Then they arrested him. Turns out he's a 35 year old man named Gino Rivera. He was attempt. He was arrested for attempted homicide, assault with a deadly weapon, brandishing a weapon, brandishing a weapon with the intent to resist or prevent an arrest, uh, vandalism, obstructing or delaying a peace officer in the performance of their duties. A bunch of different stuff. Uh, the sergeant and the captain both required stitches, but they got cleared for duty the same day. So just a oh, crazy God. thing. I just- you would think after your failed assault, or would you call it a success? You pinned 26 men in a bunker. Are you successful or did you fail that assault? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. To be fair, the thing that's crazy about this is these guys are the guys that use helicopters to like insert seals, like straight yeah. up, like they are like dropping solid by- snake off at the at the mission. Oh God! Uh, under the cover of darkness, yeah. And this ninja dude like got the drop on him. So I don't I'm know how serious. I played a lot of games lately where you can deflect bullets with a katana, and I'm yeah. just letting you know <laughs> they think they knew that. They were like, that shit's easy. "Get inside!" Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> shit, shit's easy, man. You would think after your assault, regardless of a success or fail, though, you leave and you would, you know, take off the ninja garb. All you got to do is just cut the bullets in half, and you never have to take Yo, off your ninja garb, Mathis. <laughs> No joke. I watched a video the other day where these cops are chasing these three guys and one of them like turns a corner and starts washing dishes like at a sink and the cops keep running by him. And I was like, 
That's the smartest. In, that's the smartest man that ever lived. He just, right? said, just and like, then the cops like walk back because they clearly lost the other two, and they just walk back past him, and he's like, "What?" Security cameras on him. He's just washing dishes like he works there. <laughs> oh my god, dude. unreal! That's genius. Yeah. You're some hitman level hide in plain sight. Like, you're genius. totally right. If dude's dressed like a ninja, just don't be dressed like a ninja no more. Yeah, take off your fucking clothes. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. That's what uh, oh. what's his Javier Bardem did in. Uh, Yes. James Bond. <laughs> just ran into the crowd for like one second, changed his clothes. So you can just chill out. Yeah. Put on a car outfit. You're Walked a villain. Normal speed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hope Wild. nobody recognizes story, you as though. famous celebrity. Javier you know? <laughs> Bardem. Javier yeah. Bardem. <laughs> All right, Jesse. Gentlemen, let's get biblical. Ooh, Whoa, one of my, my favorite, favorite things to get. Hail Mary, full of Christ, so, the Lord is with you. The Journal Scientific reports uh, has a piece about a team that has discovered some interesting things that might relate to the Bible or at least to uh, ancient times. So international team was doing a study where they found that many buildings and materials. This is in Jordan, in the Jordan Mm. River Valley. uh, They found that many materials and pottery shards and things had been melted into glass. Mud bricks had heat bubbles. There was indications of high temperatures and they were just like, what the hell is this? There is high salinity in the soil in some areas. And um, the theory that they have crafted based on studying the soil and studying the time and all that stuff is that, um, the biblical sin cities of Sodom and Gomorrah yeah. and possibly Jericho, since they all okay. happened roughly the same time. No one really knows because of, you know, it's all written after the fact. But yeah. apparently they could have been destroyed by a cloudburst meteor that incinerated all 8000 inhabitants. Uh, the study finds no gi- fucking way. A giant space rock exploded over the town roughly 3,600 3,650 years ago, creating a fireball. Scientists say the same event might have even caused Jericho's walls to tumble down, which is 20 miles away. The cosmic calamity laid waste to the Jordan River Valley shore, raising a huge 100 acre city to the ground. They have that evidence. Uh, it also exterminated other cities and multiple villages. It would have left no survivors. Oh, God. Detonation was roughly 2.5 miles above the ground. Even at that distance, the blast created would have been like a 700 mile shockwave. 700 How mile proper shockwave. No wonder they would have seen it as an act of God. Yeah. Like, yeah. Who says it isn't at that point? Yeah. When it's true. a fucking explosion that glasses 8,000 people in <laughs> one second, who says that's not an act of it God? It would have leveled buildings. None of the 8,000 people would have survived, like Alex is just saying. And most people would have been just like, vaporized and melted professor Salt. james kennett likens the extraordinary event to tunguska with the 12 megaton meteor yeah. exploding with all the trees and, knocked over yeah yep yeah uh i think he says i think the main discoveries is shocked quartz these are sand grains containing cracks that form only under high pressure we have shock quartz from this layer that means there are incredible pressures involving the shock of quartz crystals. Quartz is one of the hardest minerals. This is very hard to shock, explains Kenneth. Mm. Uh, the fireball also explains the high, uh, the unusually high concentrations of salt in the basement layer, which uh, reached 25% in some samples. The salt was thrown up due to the high impact pressure. 
It was redistributed in salt-rich crystals on the, you know, like local shores, like places like the Dead Sea, maybe, right? Wiping out other communities across the region. They also, uh, again, go into the fact that maybe it's this earthquake, this violent shaking that brought the walls of Jericho down, according to biblical text. Uh, also, one of the things they they say is like, look, the whole story about Lot's wife turning into a pillar of salt. It may be that this dude tried to run away from the calamity and his wife was just one of the people that got caught up and like vaporized. Um Oof. What in the world? Dude? The researchers Wild. believe the disaster generated the oral traditions that inspired written accounts in the book of Genesis. It might have also led to the story of burning of Jericho in the Old Testament book of Joshua. And it is, you know, it's incredibly cultural important Sodom, to the entire area. Gomorrah and Jericho all aced at once. And then he says one of the things that is super interesting is that the high salinity, the salt in the area, there is a period of time known as the late Bronze Age gap in Get which the fuck like, out of here where you're going to tell me this lady turned into a pillar of salt. No, <laughs> like honestly, I mean, like, that's what the guy says. He thinks like she lot turned around and like saw his wife vaporized by the explosion and he managed to get out like that kind of thing is what he's thinking. But but one of the things that, that they're uh, that they're saying is there's this thing called the late Bronze Age gap, which is like during this weird time period in the history of the Middle East, cities were just abandoned, like populations dropped from tens of thousands to like nomads. And it's kind of weird. No one understands why there was no fertile ground. People were forced to leave the area for hundreds of years. And then there was an, there was resettlement back there. It appears again in the iron age, 600 years later. And so they're saying it's probably this, like a freaking nuclear bomb going off. And then everyone came back there slowly over time. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense, man. You want existential fear. Asteroids keep me up at night sometimes. We just had one. There's literally nothing by. you could do. Here's the thing. No, you can't. You can't. Nothing you could do. So there's no reason to worry. Like an asteroid. True. We, we see what is it like 10% of the night sky is what we're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Something like there's that. There's absolutely no way we would know. So like, look, there's very few places on Earth where you can see stars from horizon to horizon. Yeah. We, I mean, we have scientists that track a ton of asteroids, but we had one pass in mid-September. Yeah. Mid-September this year that came from the direction of the sun. And since it came from the direction of the sun, we couldn't see it. And it came way closer than they expected it to. Um, it was traveling like fastest. Welcome it's crazy. to space, kids. I know, <laughs> There's man, only so much you can do, right? Yeah. yeah. So you literally can't this, worry. I was thinking about no. this girl that was like texting her friend uh, on AIM. And then all of a sudden, uh, her friend stopped getting messages from her. So she went to go check on her. And a boulder fell from like the mountains and like crushed just her and her computer. Like, bam, oh like my God, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. That's yeah. Just, no, it's just, it's over. Like you're done. Yeah. yeah. Done. Crazy. Well on that, everybody, thank you guys so much for listening to this uh mini. So next week is mini. 69. Bring your best. I'm so mini sex. sodes. I'm so um, ready. We'll treat your ears next week. And until then be good, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Anyway, my wife were sitting outside indulging on our porch one night enjoying ourselves i needed to go to the bathroom so i stepped back inside and after a few moments i hear my wife go holy shit get out here so i quickly dash back outside and she's looking up at the sky in awe i look up too and there's a perfect line of dozen lights traveling across the sky